and welcome to the conversation. Hey, um, every week we get together and we talk about matters of our faith, matters of our religion, uh, life, that kind of stuff. Um, and for the last few weeks, we've been doing something different. We've been doing something called uh, the Conversation XL uh, because there's more than just me and Rick uh, in the room. There are, uh, as you can see, there are many other people in here with us um, as we walk through the Word. Uh, and as we walk through our faith, and we've been asking a question every week, and this week our question is something we talked about, me and Rick, individually, but I, I wanted to get other people involved in, uh, or we wanted to get other people involved in, and that is, is it important that a Christian be credible? That a, Christ, that Christian, that a Christian or Christianity itself be credible? Um... When I say credible, what's that mean to you? What do you think of when I say that something is credible? It will be proven. That it, it, it can be proven? Yep, yep, yep. To give a little background, the reason we um, kind of had this conversation, early in my Christian walk, I went to a thing where a, a pastor was talking about rock and roll music and the effects that rock and roll uh, music, certain kinds of rock music can have on kids and one of the things he was talking about was it can have a satanic effect on kids and he used KISS as his example saying that KISS was stood for night in Satan's service. Well, I grew up a KISS fan read everything I could about KISS, had KISS posters everywhere, and it was the first time in eight years of following the band that I had ever heard that. I listened to interviews and TV interviews and read articles and stuff, and I thought, wow, where, what, where, where did this come from? So there was some credibility that began to get lost for me because as somebody who'd followed that band, and I mean, uh, even at one time I knew the birth dates and stuff. It's just, I liked the band. And um, so I even tried to read everything I could, and through, periodically throughout the years I've tried to read different things, and I never, ever, ever, ever have found anything that says, that the band members said. What they do say is that a preacher came up with that and they thought it was great publicity so they just went with it and they said we we weren't talking about that they were actually named for something else but we weren't talking about that but it became uh, uh, something for us that was a, commercially was a good thing for us and got our name out there and so we just we never dispelled it we just never and so for me there has to be credibility to bring it all back now. There has to be credi credibility in what we say as Christians. It has to be truthful. It has to be factual. It has to have um, a real basis in order for us to be able to share. And be. And if, if somebody looks at us and goes, you know, I, I know about that and that's just not, that's not right, then we can lose our credibility and it makes it harder for us to be able to share who we are with folks. 
So anyway, that's kind of a background of that. Yeah. Um, there's. Well, I was listening to. Excuse me. Last Sunday, we come to church. David Summerall. He's a pastor of the big um, High Town Church, and his sermon was talking about different subjects, but he said the tongue, our mouth and tongue, was the closest thing we got to hell. And that is so true. Yeah. Because yeah. Um, he made the comment, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words won't harm me. But how he put that together, how words can really hurt and harm people. I, I agree with that, Harvey. Words can be harmful to folks, things that we say. Um, yeah, it's, uh, we, we, I was just thinking, of it, but while you're there, it's James speaks about that. Jesus' brother, has he really can hit the spot, and he says in James 3, uh, starting in 3, 3, it says, when you... When we put bits into the mouths of horses uh, to make them obey us, we can turn the whole animal. Or when we put, when we take ships as an example, although they are so large uh, and are driven by strong winds, they are steered by a very small rudder. You made uh, mention of that. Yeah. Uh, wherever the pilot wants it to go. Likewise, the tongue is is a small part of the body, but it makes great boasts. Consider. Uh, what the forests uh, consider what a great forest forest is set on fire by a small spark the tongue is also a fire a world of evil among the parts of the body um, so what you say that's what his sermon was what about you say, he, he mentioned about the say on the yeah. rather being small yeah what you say so when when Rick, as a young man, hears someone make something up just to make a point and associates that with the Christian religion, what did that do to Rick's walk with Christ? Damaged. It's damaged, yeah. Okay, what else that you said isn't true? Yeah, that was that was where I went with the. What what, what 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 about the rest of this stuff that you said is just for an effect? And that's why when we talk about is it necessary for, or is it important for Christians to be credible? I guess that's well, what we're driving at. I'm not a big fan of rap. Yeah. And some of that rap to me is very vulgar. Oh. oh. Yeah, absolutely, yes, on purpose. Yeah. You wouldn't surprise them if you said it's vulgar. <laughs> so, I mean, and I do not care for it whatsoever. Yeah. So, what are, you, what are you thinking? How does that relate to Christians being... Well, I mean, being credible, should I feel that way? Or because other people like it? Or because it damages other people? How should I feel about that? How do you feel about it? I don't like it at all, period. Because it's damaging other people. Yeah. Okay. Well then... So does that make... 
Are you, you're telling the truth, right? Well, yeah. That's how you live your life, right? Yeah. So, like, if I think the only problem you'd have with being credible is if you said that that music is damaging other people's lives and hurting them, um, and then they got in your car and that's what you had on was some nasty. I in my car. Well, the, <laughs> there's I mean, been a time in my life when you would have yeah. heard it, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. But, I mean, if if you if you tell people that that's nasty and you think it hurts people and then they get in your car and then they hear, well, that's, that's yeah, what I you're listening that. to. Yeah. Okay, what happened to anything else you say to them? I don't know. I really don't. What do you think? It's discounted at the very least. Right? It's discounted. At the but very am least. I wrong for saying that? No, why would you be wrong? Why would that be wrong? Well, I mean... If you don't back it up, then I would say you're wrong. The, the problem comes when we embellish things to make a point, and the embellishment that we use is not factual. So what this guy was doing was, I have no doubt that a lot of what he was saying was probably good stuff. But when you have to embellish something by uh, like almost a shock value in his case of going, oh, wow, that's just because as soon as you when you're in a Christian setting and you want to prove a point about how bad something is, the minute you drop Satan's name, then oh wow it must it this has got to be bad if it's if Satan's involved in this it, it's got to be bad so the problem I don't I don't think there's anything wrong with what you're feeling about that the, uh, the problem is what Todd was trying to explain is so you don't like it you wouldn't listen to it nothing but yet somewhere in your in your when you're in your car by yourself you think. I'm going to go ahead and listen to rap music because it's kind of cool. Then you lose your credibility. That's true. Because you've said publicly it's bad, but then you listen to it anyway. You give your kids grief about it. You give your yeah. grandkids grief about listening to it. Yeah. And then they get in your car. And you And you haven't gotten the car yet, and the car's on, and then they turn on the radio, and that's what's on. And they're like, Let, let's do it a different way. What's up with that? Well, I understand that. I mean, yeah. Let's, let's do it a different way. So you, you raise your kids and you tell your kids, don't smoke, don't smoke, don't smoke, don't smoke, don't smoke. And so you get in the car with your kids, and the first thing you do when you, you after you've hit, turned on the ignition is you light one up. Well, you're telling your kids not smoke, get the very per not to smoke, but the very person that they look up to, and, and I'm a reform smoker, and if anybody in here smokes, you know how horrible reform smokers can be. We can be, we can be harder on smokers than anybody else. But that's the thing, and I'm just using it as an illustration. We have to be careful what we say as Christians, because people are watching us, and they will. People, we were just talking about this a minute ago. People have a tendency to pick everything apart. They will scrape and scrape and scrape. Oh, now you're going to hear that. <laughs> they will scrape and scrape and scrape until they find something wrong. So we have to be very careful what we say, what we do. 
there's a scripture Todd just read out of James. Um, there's another scripture in, in Psalm uh, 12 or 13. Pull your glasses down. Psalm 19. Let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Well, you hear a lot of preachers say that before they may start preaching, but every Christian should be like that too. Our words certainly have power. Um, they, words can cut like a knife, or words can be a, 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 like a soothing salve. And if we're using our words and we're not credible with them as Christians, then we can do a lot more damage than we do good. Especially if we're just trying to make a point and we embellish it. So, by the way, I have to get this out. See, I, I, I really like rap music, so by the way, if you get in my car, that's what's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> but it's also a difference. So, there's a difference between so rap music. someplace I'm driving from. Right. Yeah, so <laughs> there's a difference between there's rap music and then there's rap music. There's, it's not necessarily rap. It's what they're saying, like you're saying, when they're being damaging to people, when they talk about women as B-words and... And, yeah. and something that you, um, and killing somebody like, here. yeah, yeah, I, I like to listen to Eminem. I, I like Eminem. But there is a song by, M, there are songs by Eminem that I just have to turn off. Who does Because that? he's just, I was actually very surprised so the other day when you were like, oh, that song is on my worship playlist. And I was yeah. like, oh, yeah. Pastor Todd likes this kind of music. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but that was some of where I came from. But, but it, it's more of it, it's the integrity thing. It's like you're saying, if you don't like it, and you don't like it because it's hurting people, and then you tell people you don't like it because it's hurting people, and then they get in your car and just like, well, what are you doing? When I was working at the shop, I made a big mistake. Mm -hmm. Okay, I went and told them I made that mistake. Now, even the foreman says, why well, I, I work on old rebuild old machines? And I'd never worked on this one before, and I made a big mistake on it. And I went and told them I made the mistake, and they said, why didn't you just say it was done when it come in? And I cost me five days off because I made that big mistake. Well, they made a mountain out of hole here. Yeah, hill, they did. But, but, I mean... They encouraged the wrong behavior, didn't they? <laughs> but, I mean, they told me or you'd have to say that that was done for you when it come in. And I couldn't do that. No. So they ended up giving me five days off. Okay, that's a great example, Harvey. Now, if they talked, if, if you were talking to one of those people, one of your supervisors, or, you were, or they were going through a problem, one of those people who, who knew that you confessed that, later they're having some deep, their, their, their child has cancer, they're having some deep issue, they're, they're suffering through something at home, and then you, you introduce them to Jesus Christ. You say, this is how I stay strong, is in Jesus Christ. Then you're, you've already proven that you're credible, that you're not going to make something up. They know they can trust you. And so when you say that, it holds more impact. Right? I mean, this, that's kind of the point, right? I just found out. My, the plant supervisor at Liptoloft, his son was in that wreck that killed the 
they they wrecked a tanker over in farmland. Mm -hmm. a, a, a fire tanker, and the driver was killed, and his son was in it. Threw him out, and he's been in Fort Wayne ever since that happened in May. And I told when I found out, I told James, I says I'll be praying for you. He says, oh, please do. But, but they know that you come from a position of integrity. And so when you say, what is it, if, if, if I can't, if I can't trust that, you with a little thing, Jesus says at one point, if I can't trust you with a little thing, how am I going to trust you with a big thing? He, uh, he's the one that come around and says, of all the jobs that I got, this is one I hate the most. <laughs> and he had to give me the five days off. Yeah. And that's what the bigger shots wanted. Yeah, well. Wow. So I, I just read something that ties right into what you guys, your conversation here, without uh, minus the example that was in it. <clears throat> yes, it is important that Christians be credible. Christians are called to live a life that embodies the teachings of Jesus Christ, which includes love, compassion, forgiveness, and honesty. Being credible in their faith means that their actions align with their beliefs and they are perceived as trustworthy and dependable by others. This can also help attract non-believers to Christianity and create a positive exactly. image for the faith. Yeah, that's... You don't that, have to, that conversation hit like every point in that paragraph. <laughs> absolutely. We say so many times in here, I wish I had a dime for every time we said it, you may be the only Bible that somebody ever reads. Mm-hmm. And, and, and you're, they're not, not going to get a chance beyond that. So uh, uh, something that, based on Rick's story, taking that to another level. I heard somebody say one time that um, the biggest problem that humans had for thousands of years was having enough food. And then we reached a point in the 1800s at some point when we always had enough food you could always get food there wasn't a question about whether or not you were going to eat today for the most part people were going to eat today so we have food and what happened was and then we started having problems because we have so much food we, <laughs> we got disease he said it's the same thing with with information or data not information it's the same thing with data we always thought well if everybody just knew if we just had if everybody just had all the answers we could all agree and everything would be okay. Well, we have all the answers. We couldn't disagree more. Mm -hmm. Okay. And we also are lazy about it. We go, well, that answer fits what I want it to say, so I'm going to go with that one. I'm not going to research past it. And what I think of is, is that pastor, mm -hmm. I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. He read that or was told that by somebody he trusted. I think so. And it fit his narrative. And so he went, Oh, that's good. Oh, that's good. I gotta that. tell somebody. I won't yeah. use that. That's great stuff. And he didn't. He didn't sniff it to check if it was good or not. He's like, that works, baby. I'm going with it. I, I'm gonna. I'm gonna share something with you that um, the Monday nights we used to do. Yeah. You and I and Don and um, and one time and, and I had grown up with this thought at, when I became a Christian that. Um, do not listen to Stairway to Heaven. Do not listen um. to uh, Hotel California. 
Because these you are know, Satan's songs. Yeah, and then we were all in a conversation. These are two times that those Monday nights impacted me. And then I'm hearing you guys talk about the song, and then months later you talked about um, Hotel California. And I'm thinking, I've never heard that before. I never. It's, it's actually not about this. It's about the hotel. Yeah, it's about California. California. It's about the state. The state yeah. that is the hotel right. California. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm thinking, well, that's different. So then I start researching a little bit, and I'm thinking, hey, they're just telling it like it is. Mm -hmm. This is just, you know, blunt. But early in my Christianity, which um, now that, you know, when Paul says, I can do all things, you know, I can do anything I want to, you know, I, not everything's good for me, so I won't do those. But anyway, I, there's a lot of albums that I wish I hadn't gotten rid of. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what I was driving, though, was if that young pastor, or old pastor, I don't know, he might have been whatever, but if that pastor heard that and it yeah. fit his narrative and he spit it back out, because he didn't take the time to confirm it or check it, mm -hmm. he just spit it out because it fit his narrative. He may have run you away from Christianity yeah, altogether. Yeah, absolutely. He may well have run absolutely. somebody off because he just floated something. So, um, I'm somebody who for years in my life just floated stuff. I just like, that feels good. I'm going to go with it. I'm just going to float that. Um, and I feel like, I guess what I'm saying is, I think to me, it becomes important that we don't, that we as Christians don't do that. Because then they think you are floating your faith as well, or your knowledge of the Bible or whatever. Because then they just discount everything else that you say. And they find it. Yeah, they're, they're thinking if he's going to float that information then what is he just saying about the scripture that may not be real um, and if that's the case then why would I want to be a part of something that's and I think that's a, that's the problem for a lot of people people have seen that and for them Christianity is not something that gives them a, a, a firm foundation to stand on Man, the 80s were so full oh of so many fallen pastors who were yep. so uppity and so great and fabulous. And, and, they and it was so public. And so many of them fell that, because they weren't who they said they were. Some of this stuff, what he's talking about, the fact that they're old-time <coughs> preachers. Mm -hmm. Old-time preachers. Yeah. Yep. So... I'm going to read another piece of scripture. It's James 2, 1 through 13. It says, my brother... Hmm? You got John on the board. Is it James or John? It's James. Okay. <laughs> I wondered how John 2, 1 through 13, Jesus turning water to, to wine was going to... What does that got to do with anything, right? Okay. That, that makes more sense. Whatever. I mean... I, hey... Todd, we are talking about credibility. <laughs> oh, if I just ruined your credibility. No, because I admitted I was wrong and changed it. If I tried to pretend like I wasn't, I meant to do that. I go all Pee Wee Herman on you. 
It says, My brothers and sisters, believe in our glorious Lord Jesus Christ. Believers in our Lord, in our glorious Lord Jesus Christ, must not show favoritism. Suppose a man comes into your meeting wearing a gold ring and fine clothes, and a poor man in filthy old clothes comes in. If you show special attention to the man wearing fine clothes and say, here's a good seat for you, but you say to the poor man, you stand there or sit on the floor by my feet. You have not uh, discriminated amongst yourselves and become judges with evil thoughts. Listen, my dear brothers and sisters, has not God chosen those who are poor in the eyes of the world to be rich in faith, to inherit the kingdom he promised to those who loved him? But you have dishonored the poor. It is not the rich who are exploiting you. Is it not the rich who are exploiting you? Are they not the ones who are dragging you into court? Are they not the ones who are blaspheming the noble name of him, whom you, him to whom you belong. If you really keep the royal law found in Scripture, love your neighbor as yourself. You are doing right. But if you show favoritism, you, you sin and are convicted by the law as lawbreakers. For whoever keeps the whole law and yet stumbles at just one point is guilty of breaking it all. For he who said, you shall not commit adultery, also said, you shall not murder. If you do not commit adultery, but you commit murder, uh, you have become a lawbreaker. Speak and act as those who, belong, who are going to be judged by the law uh, that gives freedom. Because judgment without mercy will be shown to anyone who has not been merciful. Merciful tri mercy triumphs over judgment. Um, to me, what James is saying, the reason why that sticks out for me, what James is saying is, um, if you're doing the things that you're doing for earthly gain, if that's what's in your head, um, then, then that's how you're going to be judged yourself. And people are going to know who you are based on that. I don't think anybody in here was here. I forget unless you was. But years and years ago, there was a lady that started coming here, and she become when fries were here, and she connected with the fries. But but she come dressed one morning as a bum. Okay. And that's when we had a church full of people. I mean, it was full. We yeah. used to have 200 people or more. And just to watch and see how many people shunned her. And it was just like night and day. People just walked around her. And mm -hmm. Worried about her, freaked out by her. Yeah. 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 It's. Would you hear what fries were? Here? I don't remember. I don't remember her. I don't remember that event at all. No. I can tell you one from my perspective that did cost me, in my opinion, cost me 20 years in the church. I didn't go to church. I wasn't involved with Christ for 20 years. When I was 15 years old, I was 14 years old, 
I got what was called big, a big brother from Big Brothers and Big Sisters. And Dave was such a sweetheart. And he took me to church with him every Sunday. And we went to a church who shall remain nameless that doesn't believe in instrumental music. Um, and, and they would walk through why they didn't. And I would always think, that doesn't make any sense. The whole, the whole Bible is full of instrumental music. Or David played a tambourine and danced naked into the city, for heaven's sakes. There's tons of music here. Um, what are we talking about? And they said, well, because it doesn't specifically mention an instrument in the church in the New Testament. And they're a New Testament church. It's like, how do you get there? How do you get a Messiah without Delta? Whatever. But <laughs> my problem was I thought too much. So I'm like 15 now, and my mom comes to church, and she wore a skirt that came up above her knee. And when she came in the door, she didn't come with me and Dave. She came in the door. The ladies of the church, several of them, went back to her and said, Honey, we don't dress like that here. And she said, Okay, and left. So for me... That same story, you know, for me, the credibility of that church was gone at that point. I'm reading about Jesus, who's going to sick people and diseased people and tax collectors and, and, and forgiving the adulterous woman and talking with the woman at the well. I mean, I started reading that book. They told me that book mattered. I started reading it. And when they, the last draw for me was, was my mom. I mean... And I was about to turn 16, and the world had a whole lot of other really fun stuff that I was really interested in. And so they, they said to me, they became hypocrites who I didn't want to follow. And, and the world was like, come on over here. We got, you ain't going to believe the stuff we got. It's great. Let's do this. Um, and that's the way I went. And so, the girls and here in this church, yeah. years ago, you went loud, well, slack. Oh. He wasn't allowed to dance. He wasn't allowed to go to proms. Yeah. I, I couldn't if I, I couldn't be a Nazarene pastor with this years ago. And I couldn't wear that wedding ring. Well, no. Couldn't and I that. absolutely couldn't have wore this to church. <laughs> but we get our heads. When we, to me, when we talk about Christian credibility, that's part of it. Is yeah, when they, you take, when you take, that book about that man about that God and that Holy Spirit and you tell the story of Jesus Christ and with that same mouth you say some of the, the, the most bizarre things about what it means to be a Christian I just you know I always go back to this when the one that gets me is the Westboro Baptist Church and some of the stuff that they've said to people and holding signs up about God hates faggots and um, God is your enemy and um, going to the funerals of boys who've, who've died in, in combat and standing outside and, and saying that he's in hell and that all of that is and they've, they've, they've crushed there are people who will never come to faith in Jesus because they believe that's Jesus mm -hmm. little side story real short they oh. showed up at one of our funerals yeah. and they didn't stay <laughs> they, they were influenced yes they were influenced to go elsewhere yeah and and i think 
this is a good place to say that we've all faced, uh, I, I doubt that very few of us who are in this room or who attend this church haven't faced a time where um, we felt that the love of Christ was not extended. I, I remember not about maybe four weeks ago, you were sitting over there during Sunday school and talking about your grandfather. Uh, and with the you know the church and um, so I, and I know that we've all had those times when um, because of what somebody said or did um, <coughs> been wounded. Um, what I want people to hear who may be listening to this is that's not Christ that's not Jesus um, that's a human being um, and many times human beings think they're Jesus <laughs> but they're not and so we have to be um, be very very careful we can we can hurt people your your mom coming into the church uh, should have been accepted the, the four of us they should have made sure she had somebody to go to dinner with. yeah the four of us when we went and saw um, Jesus revolution um, and the, the board that, that to me is just it yeah. It should smack a lot of hypocritical Christians right across the face when the board members said, well, they're getting our carpet dirty with their, their feet because they're not wearing shoes. And so the very next service, the pastor, for those of you who haven't seen it, the very next service, the pastor is at the front door on his knees washing the feet of everybody that comes in the, the church. That's Christianity. Um, when the, the people stand up and say, well, if they're going to be here, we're going to leave. And then the, the old guy in the board um, stands up and, and says, you know, walks over to him and stares at him. And you think, uh-oh, it's coming down now. And he puts his arm around him and goes over and sits with him and says, go on, Pastor. <laughs> it's, that's Christianity. It's not the the words that hurt. It's the actions. It's the actions. It's the that's going off and on. Although they kind of tall together, actions and words kind of fall together. Yeah, they do, Harvey. Yeah. So. Well, I think your example. The thing that keeps going through my head is we're going to make mistakes. I'm going to say something stupid. I pretty much guarantee that. Um, We've all been there. All yeah, day. I'm going to say something wrong or rude at some point. The difference is what you did when you were working. When you have the, the what's the word, the integrity, the credibility, that's a good word, mm -hmm. um, to say, I goofed that up. I, I, I'm the guy who goofed that up. Or when you say, um, as a teacher, I might come in and... and and I've done it before, come in and going, okay, last week we talked about thus and such. I don't really feel like I got that right. I feel like I need to go back and revisit that because there's just going to be times when you're going to. Um, I've gone back and watched sermons that I preached and went, I don't think that anymore. I don't agree with that anymore. So...
guys, that's all I've got. That, that's probably where the, the big the big difference in the credibility is there, there's a difference between being wrong and being fake. If you're wrong, you're not necessarily going to lose your credibility. I mean, so many of us are worried about being wrong to the point that, you know, there's a lot of churches right now doing things to stay right with the world, and they're losing the credibility. Well said. Once you become fake, and or somebody calls out something about you that's fake, like, I know he doesn't believe that because I've known him for years. Yeah. As soon as you, you're, as soon as you're known as fake, you lose credibility, and your lack of credibility travels faster than your integrity. <laughs> yes, it does. Yeah. I can do 15 things right, and it will last a day. I can do one thing wrong, and it will last a decade. Yep. You get this image of blowing up a balloon. Yeah. How many breaths it takes to blow up that balloon? Yeah. It takes one pin to pop it. <laughs> It's gone. Or one extra breath and it blows. And you're one extra breath and it blows, yeah. That's what I've got, guys. You think of anything else? No. Anything else? Thank you, guys. Hey, if you liked this, give us a like. If you want to catch more of it, hit follow or subscribe, and we'll talk to you later. Bye.